Hi, welcome to the Biomedical Engineering News. I'm your host, Nicholas A. Casado. So grateful to be here. Whew, it's been a while. Today is June 17th, 2020. And it is uh, about to be a Thursday. So I'm doing this at 11.30 p.m. at night. And it's going to be a great time. I'm so happy to be here. It's been a while. I took some time off. I cut my hair. I built a computer. I'm trying to make this as good as possible. And uh, try and get into the live streaming uh, show. You know, because I want you guys to call in and give me your spiel. But uh, let's get right to it. In the news, in the world, we have... Da, da, da. Oop, why is this here? Let's make that a little bit smaller. There you are. Cool. Maybe you can put that between us. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we got hemophilia gene therapy. Pretty cool. Got bacteria to control cholesterol. Hmm. How do coronavirus home antibody tests work? Yeah. Uh, we have telehealth. I don't know, a little update on telehealth. So, yeah, that's happening. Um, human trials for COVID drug deliveries from cow blood. Hmm. And lawmakers are on your side to prevent, um, you know, the hospital bill. Pretty cool. Uh, Clear, which is a million dollar biometric screening, screening company. Yeah, they're doing stuff. They're racing. And if you're feeling lonely, here's some technology to help you. Um, one more, we've got the x-ray. You know, it's a new type of x-ray system. Uh, maybe for uh, surgery, yeah. And for our biohack of the day, we have Brown's Gas. You're gonna learn about it. And what can it do for your health? I don't know. All right, so let's get right into it. Okay, first on the board is the hemophilia gene therapy. So Biomartin is a company that's trying to prevent bleeding at about four years. Like four years old? Well, um, I don't have a subscription, but let's just say that uh, factor eight you know, it's a declining, leads to question on how long-lasting the benefits might be. So there's like, a, it was approved by U.S. regulars in August, and um, yeah, so it's a four-year-long treatment. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Did you like that? Pretty cool. All right. Uh, how can gut bacteria break down cholesterol to improve cardiac health? So there was a study at MIT and Harvard uh, shedding some light on how gut bacteria can metabolize cholesterol at high levels uh, to improve person's cardiac health. So gut bacteria is probably the most important thing you can ever learn about. I love it. Um, well, you can metabolize cholesterol a little bit better than others. So can you induce a type of gut microbe? Um, and it, there, there is this gene general hypothesis. You 
cholesterol into coprostenol. Coprostenol. And coprostenol is, um, it's biohydrogenation of cholesterol. You know, it's in animals and birds. And it's a biomarker for the presence of human fecal matter. So, pretty cool looking carbon stenol. Well, it's been known, and there was a study describing the discovery of a microbe in a lagoon filled with hog sewage that was found to effectively metabolize cholesterol into the capacinol. So this researchers uh, sought to sequence um, this gene, and uh, well, you know, it turned out to be pretty interesting. Let's read the abstract. Let's get right into this abstract. Abstract. Thanks, guys. All right, so we got a small anaerobic gram-positive cocobacterias that reduces cholesterol to carpesanol. It was isolated from the hog sewage lagoon. This isolated strain, HLT, which is a T-type strain, uh, does not require cholesterol for growth but it requires lectin and the phospholase activity. Much acid is produced by the fermentation of amigo lactose, and silicon. And apinosyl, fructose, uh, glucose, mannose, and is fermented weekly. So, uh, you know, they've got um, acidic, formic, and sucuric acids are produced as is hydrogen, and the isolate does not Reduce nitrate, produce indole, or hydrolyze starch and gelatin. Esculine is hydrolyzed, and the properties of the strain HLT are most similar to those members of genus Eubacterium because the strain HL has un unique morphological and physiological properties. We propose that it should be the type of strain of a new species in the genus Eubacterium which is Eubacterium coscavopsis genes. Gosh darn, said it wrong. But um, yeah, this little taxonomy browse, this is fun. Do make it browse bacteria. But I'm doing it right now. And uh, well, let's see, that was published, um, doesn't really say. Oh, oh 1994. This is PubMed by uh, National Center for Biological Information. Great. Just breaking glass over here. All right. How do coronavirus home antibody tests work, and how do I get one? Well, Superdrug became the first high-speed retailer to offer COVID-19 antibody tests and numerous websites offer similar tests. It includes Lloyd's Pharmacy. The testing costs uh, about 69 euro, and users take a blood sample at home, which is then sent off to an accredited laboratory for testing. However, Superdrug has suspended sales for its antibody finger pricking test, following warnings from a health regulator from the reliability of such tests. On May 27th, Medicines and Healthcare uh, products regulatory agency Merher called for a temporary halt to these tests. 
and uh, look for evidence and infection to a more serious. Well, patient safety issues are resolved. Well, the body said that people who have so far uh, used a fingerprint, fingerprint antibody test should not consider the results to be reliable. So, yeah, there's um, different types of tests. There's fingerprint tests, probably the most popular. Um, there's the there's the nose test, nose swab. Chemist returns 98% accurate. Sure screen. So it's a derby firm. Sure screen. And they do tests. Yeah. 10 minutes, 98% accuracy. And um, well, you collect the blood sample, you add blood sample to sample well, place two or three drops of buffer, and then result, read results after 15 minutes. Just like a pregnancy test, you get one for negative, two for positive, uh, two for positive, and then triple for positive, yeah. So, um, yeah, hundreds of thousands to be tested each day. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, maybe hold off on donating your plasma for now. centers nationwide aid providers at no cost great telehealth great we talked about last time with um the two um zocdoc remember that zocdoc they've been doing that and i think it's a great way to do it and um yeah why not right make it free make it free 14 federally funded regional TRCs have seen enormous uptake in requests for assistance since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. So, um, 2019, there was 4,000 requests. And it seems that, like, there's been an 800 increase from the same time period of the previous year. Uh, yeah, of course. We're in this pandemic. IT is here to help. Thanks, guys. Alright, so New York Post, very reliable source, says human trials to start on coronavirus drug deliveries from cow blood. Yeah, reported today. This morning, a South Dakota company is preparing to start human trials of a pioneering coronavirus treatment derived from plasma of cows, according to the report. So, uh, SAB Biotherapeutics injected genetically modified cows with a non-infectious part of the virus that causes COVID-19, causing them to produce natural antibodies against the contagion. So the cows were genetically modified to have partly hum human immune systems and tests suggest that they are now producing antibodies that are four times more potent than those from recovered humans. Hmm. So these animals are producing neutralizing antibodies that kill the novel coronavirus in the laboratory. 
which is Eddie Sullivan, you know, the SAB. So the resulting drug called SAB185 is not expected to begin human trials next month. However, the company did not say how many people would be studied in the clinical trials or how long it would take. So in, if successful, the therapy could potentially treat severely ill patients and provide protective antibodies for frontline responders. Poor little cow. He's so cute. in his state of the state address in January to come up with a remedy for out-of-network medical billing called surprise medical billing yeah so on Tuesday the Senate unanimously passed the surprise billing consumer protection act this bill helps remove patients from being in the middle of billing disputes between medical insurers and providers no one wants to get a surprise bill yeah the issue of surprise medical billing has received bipartisan support. So now this House bill goes to the governor's desk for a signature. Hope it goes through. What is it? No, not enough. Come on, GBP. GPP. You can report. That's NPR. Personalized companion technologies for the elderly. 
offers interesting case studies. So this company has created LEQ, which is a digital home companion for the elderly that responds to questions, initiates calls, makes appointments, analyzes the user's environment, and offers entertainment and mental enrichment activities. Let's take a check, look at LEQ. Okay, so this is fun. It's like a little, little head with a glowing light. Sort of, sort of watches you. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. It's, yeah, great little guy. I like you. Alright. If you're watching uh, live on YouTube, maybe not live, but on this channel, it's going to be great. Alright, we got Pado, which is a therapeutic robot developed by Japanese company AIST. It is FDA certified biofeedback device in the form of a baby seal. And it's commonly used for patients with dementia-related symptoms. Sensors enable the robot to perceive the user's environment, since that is being petted and recognized voice and words. As innovation in AI, uh, proceeds, personal robots will become increasingly sophisticated. Huh. Let's see how sophisticated this little guy is. I don't trust it. Okay. Chosen old man hugging him. Is that Obama? Obama test drives it. You got a photo. so funny. <laughs> Interesting. So grateful for you guys. Thanks for listening. We've got some more of these. Alright, chatbots. Have you ever talked to chatbots? Maybe gone on uh, AOL Instant Messenger and just chatted with the chatbot? Those were way ahead of their time. And now we got one right here. Like, um, chatbots have a surge in usage in the pandemic offering. Um, yeah, there's a surge. Let's see. Millions. Hi. Okay, okay. Nothing really there. Let's see what this gets. Need to get something off your chest? Meet Woba. Woba. The friendly little bot who's ready to listen 24 7. Woba's been trained in cognitive behavior therapy and approach to mental health that is all about identifying distortions in your thinking. Wobot doesn't do therapy. 
but he can be your guide to help you figure out things on your own. Oh, and he's effective. Oh. Some nice people at Stanford oh. University demonstrated chatting to Wobot for two weeks led to significant improvement in mood. That's pretty great. I like that. Wobot. CBT based chatbot. Hmm. Developed by Stanford University. Okay. Got to uh, send that to some buddies. You know? Hey, Alex, wanna check in? Sure. How are you feeling at the moment? Oh, Juan, I'm pretty sure. Sorry, the Alex. I'm pretty sure. Thanks, Wobot. Wanna try again? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta talk to somebody if you're feeling stressed and depressed. And that's the hardest thing to do. Can you reach out to someone? Uh, probably this Wobot would probably have better answers than I would sometimes. <laughs> but I'm good at holding space lately. I'm trying to practice that. Alright, let's get out of these tabs. One more. We've got, I think we got one more. virtual support. So, Seven Chairs offers text and video-based long-term emotional support groups. Cool. Cool. Okay. Immersive technology. So, Alcove is a virtual living room curated by AARP and Innovation Labs to bring international and intergenerational families together to play games, watch videos, and forge memories. So there's a bunny running around this room, and he's got a wand, and he looks like he's doing some magic. Maybe he's putting a hat on the bunny, and now the bunny has a sailor's cap. Oh, and fun, and it says, follow me, and the bunny is jumping around the hallway, and there's another bunny. Are we all bunnies in this thing? Okay, that's great. Rendever is a VR platform that utilizes neuroscience to offer activities for cognitive stimulation, socialization, and therapy, and even help users create, recreate meaningful memories. Investments in AR and VR predicted to soar over the next coming years. Hmm. And one last one. All right, accessible devices. All right, so. Oh, okay, uh, OMP is a screen that uses the seniors, uh, digitally native children and grandchildren can use to share photos and messages and make calls. Well, the end user need only to use one button to keep things simple. No isolation, the company behind the product sold, uh, 1800. Hmm. I guess, uh, let's just look at this really quick. Yeah, so it's just like a screen for text messages. High contrast, no touchscreen, clear audio connection, one button, physical interface. Oh, fine, it's a turn dial. Maybe. There's apps, you can get text messages. Oh, this is great. Alright, let's move on.
Seattle startup. raises $23 million to build a high-tech surgical navigation system. So, um, hmm. Propodio is a four-year-old company. Announced $23 million Series A investment round led by DVC. With participant from Cote Capo, both capital partners, Island, and it's a bold vision to change the way surgeons work with the help of advanced technology, such as computer vision, robotics, and artificial uh, augmented and virtual and medical imaging. So let's check out the surgical surgeon view. So it captures several HD video feeds of the surgical field. And registers the anatomy against perceived pro-operated images. So it does like a little screening, and it's got the spine there, and the the doctor's wearing um wearing a goggles and it, uh, uh, utilizes computer vision to fuse multiple video feeds with the preoperative scans, creating an accurate 3D view for performing surgery. So it's sort of pinpointing critical information is presented at the optical moment along with visual uh, particle skews. Huh. Wow. Drill perfectly into the anatomy along the trajectory in 3D. Wow. Surgeon can zoom beneath the surface, confirming the final location of the pedicle screw before placement. Specifically, 
this uh, book, Brown's Gas, Book One, A Beginner's Guide to Brown's Gas, Brief History, Simple Experiments, uh, an explanation of unique properties of this uncanny gas. So, George Weissman, hmm, legal researcher, you know, he does uh, research into Brown's Gas and, and what is it? Well, here we are, right on Eagle Research website, and they say, what is Brown's gas? Huh. Current theory of Brown's gas states that Brown's gas is a mixture of diatomic and monatomic hydrogen and oxygen. Um, so the simplest way to make Brown's gas is use an electrolyzer, which uses electricity to split, split water into elements of hydrogen and oxygen. At the instant the water splits, hydrogen and oxygen are at their monatomic state. H is for hydrogen, O is for oxygen. Normal electrolyzers encourage hydrogen and oxygen to drop the diatomic state. Diatomic means that hydrogen forms H2 and oxygen forms O2. The diatomic state is lower energy state. The energy difference shows up as heat in the electrolyzer. So this energy is now unavailable to the flame. What if a significant number of these H and O atoms did not reform to diatomic molecules? So we start by adding 442.4 thousand calories per mole to split um, water using electrolysis. Um, so this is endothermic energy absorbing action, but if we have no or little rebonding to diatomic molecules, then our electrolyzer would heat up because there could be no exothermic reaction that could use or that, that could cause excess heat beyond the agitation of the food by the bubble. So this lack of heat is uh, what I know in, in those experiments. Um, yeah, so super heavy, but I'm gonna get into it later. And it's, it's, uh, it's sort of a plasma water often used in welding. It was sort of researched by Gil Brown. He's a Bulgarian inventor. And they say he made fire from water. So that's like how the welding experiment happened. This sort of oxygenizing uh, tungsten. Yeah. 
drink energized water routinely. Rehydrates reduces the inner signs of aging. So the water we drink, it's dead water. And then you do this, uh, this, this uh, electrolyzed water. It becomes lot. Oh, this is such a good thing. You'll brown, discover the pulse DC current, separate hydrogen and oxygen to a single vessel, allow them to coexist without returning to form organ. So, uh, so this Brown's gas machine is pretty rough, but uh, hopefully we can create HHO water. HHO. So this hexagon, hexagonal water structure is the basis of um, where George Weissman, you say, founded uh, Eagle Research, and, and um, his water torch customers and been telling them fantastic tales about curing cancer and many other ailments. I haven't even been sick, not even a sniffle since I started drinking BG bubble water in 2005. You can breathe it and it has a much stronger effect. Um, so several hours each day while working in the computer. After several months, he felt he rejuvenated by one year for every month that he inhaled the gas. Wow. Hmm, this gentleman. So if you're not watching on YouTube, you should check it out. There's some pretty interesting things. This is on dowsingaustralia.com. And uh, the ER60 produces 60 liters of EG gas per hour. Charges a bubbler full of water in about 10 minutes. Hmm, that's fun. But, you know, it's my goal to make one of these. Normally it's $1,600 to make one. Well, I'm going to make one as cheap as possible. And I'm going to update you guys. So I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. I'm going to play you out with some relaxing music.